Sermons by the Park, the weekly podcast of Union Congregational Church in East Walpole, Massachusetts. This week, we have a little something different for you. This past Sunday was not our typical worship service. There was no sermon. Instead, we held our first ever walking worship service. About Two dozen of us gathered in our usual place under the oaks outside in the summertime here, and instead of staying there, we walked. We walked the paths and the fields and the bridges of Bird Park, which is our backyard here at Union Congregational Church. And as we walked, we heard scripture and sang songs and paused for times of silence and prayed together. And so today, I wanted to share that experience with you in the form of a guided meditation. Now, as with any guided meditation, you should do this wherever you can do so comfortably and safely, Uh, whether that means sitting in your chair at home or maybe going out and taking a walk in a park near you, or even if you're in our area, coming down to Bird Park and walking the paths we walked. However you receive or experience this, I just pray that you may find in it peace and joy and the presence of God. All right, here we go. Let's take a walk together. As we begin, if you are walking along with me, I'd encourage you to Be aware of your surroundings and make sure that you keep your eyes open and your consciousness present. If you are listening along with this walk, you can feel free to allow your eyes to close and simply follow along in your own mind. We begin with some words of scripture to ground us, a story from Luke's gospel. On that same day, two of the disciples were going to a village called Emmaus and talking with each other about all that had happened. While they were talking and walking, Jesus himself came near and walked with them, but they didn't recognize him. Then beginning with Moses and all the prophets, Jesus opened the scriptures to them so that their hearts burned within them. This story takes place on the afternoon of Easter Sunday. The disciples were moving slowly down the road, uncertain about the truth of God, the truth of Christ's resurrection. All they thought was solid and firm and what holds good for them seemed to fall away. But Jesus came and walked with them and opened the word of God to them and their hearts were set on fire. And this is the hope and the promise when we walk. The French philosopher Frederick Gross tells a story I want to share with you.
about meeting a man named Matteo in the Italian Alps. Gross says Matteo was whipcord thin, with big rough hands, a lined face and erect posture. He was in his 70s and kept his arms folded when walking, as if feeling cold. It was he who taught me to walk, Gross says. Not because walking requires teaching. Walking requires no special technique. You can't get it right or wrong. It is something you either do or don't do. Matteo taught this philosopher the essence of walking when they were climbing a steep incline and a group of young hikers hurried past them. Matteo said, look, they're afraid they won't get there, walking at that speed. The lesson, Gross said, was that in walking, the authentic sign of assurance is a good slowness. The illusion of speed is the belief that it saves time. But haste and speed accelerate time which passes more quickly. Hurrying means doing several things at once and quickly, this, then that, then something else. When you hurry, your time is full, like a badly arranged drawer. Slowness means cleaving perfectly to time, so closely that the seconds fall one by one, drop by drop like the steady dripping of a tap on stone. This stretching of time deepens space. It is one of the secrets of walking, that a slow approach to landscapes gradually renders them familiar, like the regular encounters that deepen friendship. As you walk now, we are encountering the world walking in time with time at whatever pace feels comfortable but with a certain slowness feel beneath your feet the common ground from which life springs and know that when you walk jesus comes along beside you by the word and by his spirit Our walk proceeds over a gravel path with small stones that crunch beneath your feet. The air hangs close and the light is flat in this morning. There is not silence on this walk. You can hear the sounds of life all around birds singing, water passing over a dam. We walk along the side of the willow pond. Two willow trees stand at one end. All along its banks are cattails and milkweed. 
standing at full height, reaching up and over, reaching out as if to greet you as you pass by. Slowly we walk until we come to a bench. The bench provides a place surrounded by growing bushes and trees with birds darting in and out of them. Imagine the place in your mind. See the greenness and the abundance of life. A meadow stretches out behind you. Trees rise to either side and the waters of the pond full of weeds and algae that are the food of the ducks and geese who call it home. Here we pause and then we pray. For the gift of this new day, for waking again from the dreams of the night, for bodies strengthened and minds renewed, Thanks be to you, O God. You are the stillness of the night. You are the genesis of the morning. You are the moistness of a new conception. Now come and let there be peace in our souls. Let there be wakings to new consciousness. Let there be love in the life of the world this day and in our hearts let there be fresh drops of love. May the light shine and glisten for us this day. May the sparks of your beauty dance in the eyes of those we love. May the universe be on fire with your presence with us this day. May the sun's new rising grace us with gratitude. Let Earth's greenness shine. Let its waters breathe with spirit. Let heaven's winds stir the soil of our soul and fresh awakenings rise within us. May we be summoned to reverence. May God call us to life. Amen. beside the pond, we turn and walk, finding the path that leads to stone pavement, and turning, you find a bridge built of red brick and concrete. The bridge is tucked beneath tall bushes and vines growing out of the creek that feeds the pond. It looks like a gate and calls to mind a verse from Matthew's Gospel. The gate is narrow and the road is hard 
that leads to life. Perhaps as you are walking, you note the narrowness of the path. Perhaps you can sense the way in which the world seems a bit too close at hand. We acknowledge as we walk that we much prefer the wide open spaces, the easy and wide paths. And we confess our struggle to find the narrow gate that leads to peace. And so we pray, not because we have made peace this day, not because we have treated the other as ourself, not because we walked the earth with reverence, but because there is mercy, because there is grace, because your spirit has not been taken from us, we come to you, O oh God. We come and we are satisfied and give you thanks. Crossing the bridge, once again, we see the path. It splits here, one leading to the edge of the park, the right fork taking a turn up the hill to the gate, the left leading to a grove of trees. Here at the extremity of the park, we remember those beyond its walls. We remember those who live beyond the fences we have built around our lives. And we pray for them. Perhaps there is someone in your life who has been put outside the fence. Perhaps there is someone you have walled yourself off from. Perhaps there are those in your own community you have avoided. Call them to mind now and pray for them. As we continue to walk, on the stone pavement, its uneven cracks now moving gradually uphill to a stand of oak trees that are well over a hundred years old. The trees tower and, and have an enormous girth, and at the ground their roots are thick and drive down deep. We hear the words of Paul's letter to the church at Ephesus. As you are being rooted and grounded in love, I pray that you may have the power to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, so that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. In this place, we pause to consider where 
our roots run deep. How does the love of Christ ground you? Do you have it in you to comprehend the breadth and length and height and depth of the love of Christ, the fullness of God? Perhaps it is too great of a thought. And so instead of looking for the fullness of Christ, turn and see around you the abundance of life contained even in the smallest of things. A blade of grass, an oak leaf, the finch that flitters through the meadow your neighbor, the ground beneath your feet, firm, resisting your steps, keeping you up. As you walk, feel how each step roots and grounds you in love, knowing that Christ walks with you. is on our left now. We proceed out from under the trees into a growing sunlight. It feels warm and even hot on our foreheads. There is all over the stone pavers now the signs of geese passing through. You step carefully. For even this is a sign of life. As we approach the end of the walk, we turn to the left, to another stone bridge. Beside the bridge are the willow trees, their roots reaching out. As we find shade and shelter beneath the dripping branches of the willows, we hear our last reading of scripture from the prophet Jeremiah and from the gospel according to John. Blessed are those who trust in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. They shall be like a tree planted by water sending out its roots by the stream. It shall not fear when the heat comes, its leaves shall stay green. In the year of drought it is not anxious, and it does not cease to bear fruit. For as the scripture has said, out of the believer's heart shall flow rivers of living water.
willow trees here give this pond its name. Yet there are only two of these trees left. It was once surrounded by willows all on each side, but many of them were felled by storms or high winds. But these two willows, they stand at the end of the pond where the water does not simply sit still, but pours out, running, flowing, living water. These trees send their roots out into the stream and they do not wilt in the heat. In whatever season, whether the willow is blooming in the spring or weeping away the summer storms, it stands as an assurance and a solid presence, a reminder of what it is like to be one who trusts in the Lord. Because trust in the Lord is what faith is all about. It's not simply a belief in our heads, but the capacity to share the burdens of life, a strength that does not come from ourselves, but is poured out into us by God, which we in turn pour out into the world, feeding the wounded souls of those we meet, binding our individual lives together into that common life called the beloved community of God. And so here, we remember how God's love flows to us and through us, and we pray. All things are born of you, O God, we carry within us your light and your life. In the mystery of matter, deep in the cells of our souls, we long for your oneness. The oneness of the universe, vast and vibrating with the sound of its being. The oneness of the earth, greening and teeming. The oneness of the soul a sacred countenance in infinite form. Grant us your longings for oneness, O God, amidst life's glorious multiplicities. Through Jesus Christ we pray these things. Amen. As our walk comes to an end, I leave you with this benediction. A benediction is nothing more and nothing less than a good word spoken over you, an expression of the love of God, a blessing. And so today, having walked together, having prayed together, I wish you blessings. Blessings on the day born of night. Blessings on the earth wedded to heaven. Blessings on the creatures adored by the angels. Blessings on our bodies, alive with God's Spirit. Blessings on our minds, full of God's dreams and intentions. Blessings on our hearts, opened by love. Blessings on blessings on blessings 
on blessings, on blessings. Amen. <laughs>